WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 816. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Friday morning, today, the 22nd of April. And as you just heard on CBS News, today, known as Earth Day around the country. And so with us this morning from Middle Tennessee Electric, we have... Well, first of all, Amy Byers is here, who we've talked with a lot about Earth Day. So I guess start us out uh, and remind us again, Earth Day, it takes place tomorrow, but where, what time? Um, that's right. You know, we've been talking about this, Scott, I think for years. months. <laughs> well, years, years and months. And, um, you know, we had to take a little break for the last couple of years. So we're very, very excited to be back in person again this year on Murfreesboro's historic downtown square. Tomorrow is the day, um, and it is from 10 until 2. So a lot of things going on. We've got about 35 uh, participants that are going to be setting up booths out there, so we're very excited about that, and it's just going to be a great day. And and this is the first time in several years Mm -hmm. because of the whole pandemic. Right. And it being back on the square, it's going to be, I think it's a great location, first of all. We've got a great location. Of course, we've been, this is our third location uh, since this started um, in 2002. So we've we've kind of outgrown spaces, and I, I think we've really settled into a really good home there on the square and and of course you know if you've been downtown it's always such a great fun atmosphere so we're just kind of taking advantage of that um there's other things going on there's pioneer days and you can certainly walk which is at cannonsburg so you could walk from one event to the other event and just plan your whole day for downtown saturday definitely so and also with us from middle tennessee electric tim suddeth to talk a little bit about solar power and using it in homes businesses and am I am I saying the last name correct? Yes, you are. Oh, amazing! Yeah, you got it right. <laughs> so, so we have seen a lot of ads. It seems like lately on places like Facebook, Instagram, where companies are trying to convince folks to buy into solar panels and uh, have it to help generate electricity in their home. But how efficient is solar power in places like Murfreesboro, Tennessee? Well, solar can be a great option for the right property. Um, Middle Tennessee Electric over the last two years, we've come out with a program and a free service that I'll highlight here today. Uh, The first one is called MTE Pro Solar Consultation and this is a free service to any member for Middle Tennessee Electric and you can call in and you'll actually get me on the phone and we'll go through um, your property electric bills, and just kind of help you figure out whether or not solar is a good option for your home. I mean, that's the first and and foremost thing is taking a look at the property uh, and making sure it'll work there. And then we kind of go through other things such as homeowners insurance, tax credits, costs, maintenance, uh, all that kind of stuff, and really want to help our members make the most educated decision when it comes to going solar. We believe in solar. We are a uh, solar-friendly utility, and and we want our members to do it uh, the right way, and we want them to kind of understand the long-term 
uh, effects that it can have on their property, both positive and just, you know, maintenance wise and things like that, that they may not be thinking about. Um, so that's, we launched that maybe about a year ago or so. Uh, so we, we're going to be promoting that at Earth Day, uh, and you'll be seeing it uh, as well in some advertising on bills and our website and stuff like that in the coming months. Um, so yeah, we're really excited about that. Please, if you're, if you're seeing an ad and you want to talk to us about it, we're happy to get you any meter data you need and uh, really help you, you know, determine if it's a, if it's a good fit for you. Uh, the second thing I'd like to highlight is our Green Switch 100 program. So we have a lot of folks out there who want to go solar or want to be green and support, you know, the environment, but maybe they're renters or maybe they uh, can't afford an installation or they don't have a good roof or property for it. So this is a very low cost uh, option for our members to get a hundred percent of their electricity offset by solar power and they don't have to commit to an installation on their home uh, they don't have to there's no out-of-pocket out of cost um, you know from a, a large financial perspective uh, it's month to month so it's very flexible and this gives that property a hundred percent uh, carbon offset for their for their home or their business um, and we really think this is a a great alternative uh, it's one cent per kilowatt hour so for example uh, an average home let's say they use 1200 kilowatt hours we would add 12 dollars to your bill and tva will generate all of that electricity uh, with solar power in the valley so again we launched this uh actually during covid uh in october 2020 uh so it's been it's going on its second year now um we've got just over 300 participants in the program um it's great for electric vehicle owners you know they are generally very environmentally conscious and uh it's kind of weird when you're buying an electric vehicle for environmental reasons but you may be charging it off of nuclear or gas or coal power. Um, so this is a way for them to really kind of reduce or eliminate their um, carbon offset with their electric vehicle. So um, feel free to reach out to us, give us a call. We've got you know free services and programs to help people get solar, whether it's for their property or, or through one of our programs. Again, Tim Suddeth with Middle Tennessee Electric talking a little bit about solar power and Green Switch 100 on this Earth Day. The solar panels of the past, you know, 1980s, even into 1990s, they were, you know, some of them looked like they were like four or five inches thick and just massive panels. Are solar panels today the same? They're the same in concept. Uh, aesthetically, they are a little bit more low profile. Generally, they're, the racking and the, the frames of the panels, even the cells, are generally black uh, with some little silver lines on them. The, those are what I call the highways for the electricity that's being generated. But uh, they are a little bit more efficient. You know, most of the systems that we're seeing today are solar panels plus battery storage. So homeowners have the ability to use that energy excess power instead of sending it to the grid they can charge it uh, charge it into their batteries and they can use that power during the evening hours when there's no sunlight uh, to further reduce their bill 
uh, and they also have access to that energy during power outages. So, um, are they generating enough power to power at least half of a house or a bedroom or, or something? How much power are these solar panels typically generating on average? I guess uh, if when I say average, what the average consumer would actually buy and install. I would say on average, it's probably between 40 and 60 percent of their bill. You that's know, a, that's a, a pretty uh, big amount then. Yeah, on a monthly basis, you have to remember um, solar, it, it peaks from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. So, you know, you're getting five to six solid hours of sunlight a day, but your home is going to be using power for the other 18 hours a day. And then you have days that are cloudy or rainy. So it's difficult for people to achieve a hundred percent reduction because they're limited by roof space or ground space or budget. So it, it really just varies home to home and how much you want to spend on a system. How expensive are these systems that people are in installing at their house? I would say the low end forty to fifty thousand, and it goes up from there. That's that's the low end. Wow, mm -hmm. that that's a lot of money. It would yeah. take years really to get that money back. It, it seems like. I mean, yeah. if you're going for that reason. Correct. Um, you know, I try to when I'm giving consultation services, I try to phrase it in a in a way that you're becoming a power plant at your property when you do this and you're really the primary provider you know we're, you're still connected to middle tennessee electric if you need us for those rainy or cloudy days when your solar's not generating a whole lot but um you, you know we do a really good job of keeping rates low and um we don't have a lot of rate increases so those things make the the payback or the return on investment on a solar installation uh longer um it's, it's a little bit more difficult to see the financial gain there but they're, they really make a lot of sense for folks that you know, are looking for resiliency and control of their electricity um, and, and really not relying on Middle Tennessee Electric and TVA as much. They, they, they really have more freedom uh, in terms of their, their electricity that they're producing on site. I, I mean, it's a, it's a cool idea in concept to be able to say, well, you know, I, I don't even have to utilize the local utility company. I'm able to generate my own electricity. But that, that's, you know, not, I don't know, very reasonable, I guess, here in Tennessee. Maybe in some places like Arizona, you could fully power your house. I don't know. But it seems like it'd be tough here. Yeah. You know, as I mentioned earlier, with the, the average five, six hours of sunlight a day we get here in the valley, you, you know, there's still a lot of other hours in the day. And, and that's where it can get a little challenging with, with solar. You know, it's only as efficient as it is right now. Um, you know, you have space constraints, like I was mentioning, and um, it, 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 it can be, again, a great thing for the right property and the right person, um, but expecting to be completely discontinued, you know, during the day when your system is producing energy, you may not be using Middle Tennessee Electric, but a lot of homes use the majority of their power from 6 to 9 a.m. and 5 to 10 p.m., and those are times when the sun isn't shining. So that's when the battery storage really comes in and uh, can help even that that load out during those hours. But uh, the majority of your production is taking place during the daylight hours. And, and a lot of people, you know, more people are working from home now and things like that. But the majority of our members, they're using those power, the, the majority of their power during those hours. So, um, 
you know, they, they may be sending power back to the grid or they may be storing it in their batteries. Now, Tim, are you going to be at Earth Day tomorrow to answer questions for folks who do have more questions on solar power? Yes, I will be there. Excited about it. It's my first Earth Day uh, celebration here in Murfreesboro. I will actually have a life-size solar panel with me. So uh, if you want to see what one looks like in real life and get a feel for it, um you happy carry to... that around everywhere you go? <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> I do not. Uh, it's about three and a half by five and a half feet in size, and it weighs about 40, 45 pounds. So uh, I don't take it everywhere, but um, it'll be there, and you know we'll be able to talk uh, more specifically. And, and you can also sign up for free evaluations and things like that. Now, Amy, at Earth Day, are you also going to have some companies that, I, I guess, help install things like solar panels, or, or are there going to be any um, No, like we that? didn't have any that, that signed up you know this year but you know really i think it's good that we're focusing on the mte solar as the pro solar you know it's really that's where you need to start your your best bet is to start with a consultation with tim and let him advise you because you know with these um solar contractors some are great and some are not so great so to know how to navigate that kind of minefield and to know who you should trust and who you shouldn't trust the best bet is to start with Tim. So that's kind of what we wanted to do with this, to have somebody talk to our members that isn't trying to sell them anything. Yeah. Really has their best interest at heart. And, you know, that's really the focus that's going to be out there tomorrow is, you know, talk to Tim, let him help you decide if this is the right path for you. And if it is, what's the best direction to go? Yeah. Because, you know, I just envision if you're installing solar panels at your house, I would have all these fears such as, well, what about a hell storm? Are, are these panels going to crack? I, I mean, I don't know how delicate they are. I, mm-hmm. Are they a little more versatile than what they used to be? Yeah. Um, I used to work in the solar industry before joining with Middle Tennessee Electric. I actually installed them up on roofs, and I had my doubts uh, when I first started the in- started in the industry, like, this thing's really going to hold up uh, in a hailstorm and whatnot. I actually started at the, down on the coast in North Carolina, so we had you know wind hurricane uh, yeah. loads there that that were the primary concern, um, and I was concerned they would fly off the roof or get ripped off. And uh, most manufacturers warranty them for about 50 mile per hour hail impacts. It's similar to the, the the glass on the front of the modules is similar to your windshield glass on the car, and uh, they're they're pretty tough. But uh, they do when you install one of these systems again, you're the owner, the operator, and the maintainer of the system. So if a storm does come through, you know you're going to be responsible for you know, the warranty claims on those things. And, and we actually own a couple in, uh, solar installations at Middle Tennessee Electric. We have a megawatt in College Grove. We have a little microgrid at our office in Lebanon. And, um, you know, we've had some maintenance things go on that were unexpected and, and were a little challenging to navigate even as a utility with, with a large uh, solar array. So, you know, we just want to make sure people are thinking about those things. There, there again, are, are a lot of positives with solar. You, know, you can save some money on your electric bill and, you know, you can do some good for the environment. But there's also those things that you're not told about maybe during a sales pitch. Like, well, what happens if, a, if, if one panel gets damaged in a hailstorm? You know, who do I call 
and you know calling a, a manufacturer in china for for one module might be pretty uh, difficult to attain so it, there are things like that you will be responsible for navigating and you know we just want to give everybody kind of the the, the bigger picture like there's a we'll highlight those you know benefits and we'll also go over like other considerations homeowners insurance and um, things like that that you need to be aware of. Again, Tim Suddeth with Middle Tennessee Electric. And, uh, of course, today is Earth Day, but tomorrow is a big Earth Day event on the downtown square. And also with us this morning, Brandon Wagner from Middle Tennessee Electric. And Brandon, uh, your expertise for folks, I guess, tomorrow as well will be focusing on EVs or electric vehicles. Um, so kind of tell us a little bit about your involvement because uh, i think you were telling us before you've got a project car you're working on that well you're building your own electric vehicle out of what was it an old austin healy or something that's right it's a 1961 uh, austin healy bug eye sprite and um, i'm sad to say i've made zero progress oh, since i've talked to you last <laughs> um but um no we're, we're gonna have a booth there tomorrow from our uh, electric vehicle car club uh, I'm really excited about that. We, we actually are going to have at the booth uh, at least one Mustang, maybe two, and a Tesla Model 3. So I'm pretty pumped. In fact, one of our, um, one of our members is going to be in the booth with it. So it's not just going to be employees with their vehicles. These are not just going to be Middle Tennessee Electric vehicles. These are going to be actual car club members um, there with us to talk about their unique experience with their cars. Uh, so that, that's going to be... Um, it's going to be a good day tomorrow. I think we're going to have we we actually have 126 people have signed up to be part of the EV Car Club. Okay. Uh, so that's that's just a group we started. We realized pretty quickly that our our members that own EVs are uh, you could almost compare them to the owners of classic cars. They are they're excited about owning those cars. They want to share that experience. And we have a lot of um, members who are. Um, they're anxious about EVs. They want to learn more about them. They they kind of want to make the jump, but there's a, there's a lot of questions to get answered, and this is a great opportunity to get real time info from people who own and operate and and, and have had these, taking them on trips and, and everything else. While electric vehicles have been around for years, it's really only been over the last I would say ten or so years that they have really skyrocketed and and changed in a major way to allow the drivers of them to travel sometimes 300 miles on a charge. Right, we've got um, the, the ones that are gonna be there tomorrow have ranges up to over 300 miles. You know, we've I think last time we were here, Robert White, who's our VP of member services, he's gone all to North Carolina and back in his EV. Uh, part, part of the thing that's scary about those long trips is the, the battery range themselves. The other part of it is where are you going to charge? And we get that question all the time. And I'm, I'm happy to tell you that we're working with TVA on a, a program that they have called Fast Charge TN Network, where they're uh, projecting to put in $20 million in Tennessee major corridors. So that there are DC fast chargers every 50 miles on major corridors. So there's some grant money that's available. We're working with them. We're fortunate at MTE because we have four major corridors in our service area with 40, 24, 65, and 840. So anywhere, once this initiative is completed, anywhere you are on a major corridor in Tennessee, you'll be within 25 miles of a fast charger. That's a level three, sometimes you hear them called superchargers. And these are the chargers that can charge a vehicle up to 80% in about 30 minutes. 
So that's going to really help those those folks who are on the fence. But you know, every now and then I need to drive and visit my parents or my you know, my family out of town. This is going to help you get uh, feel a little bit more comfortable about making that move. I guess the scary thing for folks is if they're thinking, you know, well, I, I've got to drive to California for whatever reason once a year. There's a lot of roadways, you know, even here in Tennessee that are pretty desolate. I mean, there's not a lot of gas stations on them. So I could see that there'd be a, even more of a fear uh, for the fact that there's not a lot of charging stations in the middle of nowhere. So I, I guess you have to kind of plan trips ahead as far as where you're going to stop, what route you're going to take to make sure that there are chargers on the route. There definitely needs to be some planning, but I, I think that the planning is a little bit easier than it sounds. I, I know for our vehicles, one thing that's really interesting, you get in, we, we own two electric vehicles at the at the um, MTE headquarters and when you get in and go to the maps on the on the dashboard it will actually find chargers for you and so you it, it's a really pretty quick uh, everything is on Google and what's neat about the, the different apps and, and Google and that sort of thing not only will they tell you where the chargers are they'll actually tell you if somebody's currently charging so oh, this is cool. great because you don't want to drive 20 minutes out of your way to get to somewhere and now there's somebody already sitting there. So there's a lot of ways that they're trying to help people get real-time info to make them be able to get the, make their dynamic plans on their trip efficiently. So the GPS navigation system and a lot of these rechargeables, it'll map out your trip showing you, all right, well, you're probably going to have to stop at X location and X amount of miles. And it'll route you to it. It will. I, in fact, when I, I took one to Wilson County one day, Wilson County doesn't have the charging network that Rutherford and Williamson have. So I was a little nervous. And come to find out, the place where I, I, I used to work out had a charger there. And I, I never, I've driven by it so many times, I never even noticed. But the GPS knew, and, and it took me right there. So. And, and, of course, there's quite a few charging stations in places like Murfreesboro. I mean, I know right next door at the City Hall, there's, charging stations in the city parking garage there are and i i can't share a lot of details but i think with gas prices coming i've noticed over the last probably six weeks i'm getting a lot more contractors calling and wanting to put more in so um there will be there will be more i think if we we have this conversation next year at this time i I think that it's going to be more than double and when folks plug into one of these charging stations they have to pay I, I don't know what the fee is but how expensive is it with one of the fast chargers to get a full charge when you stop so this is, it's a good question it's kind of a complicated question um one one of the things if you own a tesla for instance they will actually pay for all your charging i think for a year so that's so some of these manufacturers are giving you perks and some of the chargers, uh, some businesses are saying we're going to put in maybe not the superchargers, but we'll put in what they call destination chargers. And they have created a business case that says we will let people charge for free because we're, we'll we'll pay for the charging. We want to come. We want them to come into our our store and spend some money. And and they see it as we're we're attracting business. So um, so there's not and it's not always going to be a cost that Google. Uh, if you just Google chargers. It will tell you what the rate is on on most of those chargers if there is a pay rate. And have you done the math to see about how much electricity it takes, you know, to actually charge the car and how much that electricity costs and then compare it to the tank of gas and how much it costs to fill up? Well, yes, I have. So uh, if you do a DC fast charging for the ones that I've seen that you pay for, 
about 18 months ago, it would have been about this, almost a roughly a, the equivalent of filling up your car with gas. That's if you do the DC fast charging. That's the most expensive. Now gas prices have gone up, so that's even you're you're even getting a deal if you're charging on DC fast charging. If you charge at home, I I, I know that 80% of charging in the nation is done at home, and I've actually talked with some folks at Tesla who who build out their fast charge network. They believe that even once that fast charge network is built built out. 80% will still be charging at home. So I like to look at how much is it going to cost me in electricity to fuel. And what we've found is it's probably going to be about uh, $400 a year We we if you drive about 12,000 miles. And when I compare that to uh, a car that has maybe 25, 30 miles per gallon driving 12,000 miles and at pretty conservative gas prices, you're looking at about $1,400 a year to fill a car up to go the equivalent distance. So if you charge just at home, we think that $1,000 a year of, of, of fuel savings is not uh, out of the out of the. Uh, it's 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 not overestimating. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I guess you know the average person doesn't drive their car 300 miles a day. And if your car gets a charge of 300 miles in a single charge that's pretty good and you're i guess you don't have to charge it every single day in those cases you don't and what's neat too is that the range on these cars is getting bigger and bigger every time i turn around i just had a, a co-worker share a link with me on linkedin where there's a company in europe that just got a thousand kilometer battery so we're getting bigger you're not going to have to charge every night that's you're yeah. exactly right and the other thing about it, it you may not have to charge every night you may not you may want to charge every night, but do it on a level one charger, which is just 120 volts, just like the same plug that you charge your phone, you could charge your car. And if you're only needing, if you have that big range and you charge every night with that, you don't have to do the cost of building out a 240 volt service in your garage to charge. Hey, I know in places like Europe, they have a lot of cars that are hybrids with uh, mixing with diesel and, and those cars i mean you hear stories about 100 miles per gallon uh, when you factor in that it's a hybrid it's a diesel um, are we going to see stuff like that here in tennessee and in, in america yeah you know it's funny to me i don't i have talked to so many people that were um, battery ev owners and asked them why they decided to do that versus a hybrid because and i'm an engineer i, I immediately go to the the safety of all the range and if you need gas you have gas what i am frequently told is that uh what they love about the evs it's less maintenance and when you have the the hybrid you still have all the maintenance of an internal combustion engine plus the benefit of the ev but people who are are thinking about it not all of them some of them still they they need that extra safety of of having that fuel but a lot of them say, I just want to jump all the way over. I don't want to worry about the maintenance. And uh, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I, this is just me speculating, but I kind of feel like I, I think at one time the battery EVs was a specific target demographic. And now I actually think that the hybrids are going to be that because I think people are getting more comfortable. They're seeing the fast chargers out there. And when you start looking at the savings of, of the maintenance for these electric vehicles I, I don't know if i shared this with a with, with you last time but there's um a thousand moving parts on an internal combustion drivetrain and it's 
like ten on a on an internal on an EV drivetrain. It's it's Huge just incredible. Difference. Yes, I also saw an article that said these are the top ten um, maintenance issues per year on vehicles. Only one of those occur on a on a, even a hybrid, but none of them occur on a battery electric vehicle. That's pretty wild. Again, Brandon Wagner with Middle Tennessee Electric. And again, you two will be at Earth Day and at least three electric vehicles will be there for folks to see. One a Tesla, then two Mustangs, and uh, I don't know, maybe maybe even another one. Who knows? We might have our Chevy Bolt there too. So if we have that, we'll um, we'll have it. It's going to be a great day. There's going to be other uh, owners of Nissan Leafs and other vehicles that'll be there to share their experience. They may not have their car there because we have a limited space, but we'll have a lot of experience there. So for folks thinking about buying a hybrid or full electric vehicle, definitely stop by tomorrow, talk to you guys, and yeah, I guess learn more. Yeah, we'd, we'd be happy to talk about it. And again, Amy, Earth Day is going to take place. I know Earth Day officially, I guess, is today nationwide. The events taking place Saturday on the downtown Murfreesboro Square tomorrow. Uh, again, give us the details. Um, well, I want to mention a few more MTE rep, uh, booths that we're going to have there. Um, we're going to have our vegetation management department will be out there to talk about um, how we maintain our trees around the power lines and planting. They can give you advice on where to plant and where not to plant, things like that. But they're also going to be giving away 500 redbud seedlings. So this is an annual tradition for us to give away a tree at Earth Day. So if you need to come get your tree, uh, redbuds personally are one of my favorite trees. So um, come and get that. Also at that booth, we have had um, Rutherford County Solid Waste, Murfreesboro Water Resource, TVA, MTE, and Stones River Watershed have all gone in together to purchase 600 very nice insulated tote bags. Okay. And so if you want to get one of those tote bags, of course, we only have 600, so get there early. But um, if you want to get one of those tote bags, you can pick that up at the vegetation management booth as well. We will have our mem member services booth out there so if you want to um, talk about maybe paperless billing or if you want to talk about prepaid or any of the billing options we have or any questions you have about your bill they're going to be there to talk to you we're also going to have our energy services group out there so if you want to know how to make your home more energy efficient especially as we're going into summer those are the people that you need to talk to and then for the kids we're going to have a bucket truck and alignment and that's always a big draw um, another thing i want to mention is we do every year a poster contest we have um we ask the children to do a poster on how they would be the change at school or at home and we we were we were worried you know maybe we weren't going to get any posters or whatever well at the deadline they all came in and we had over a hundred posters submitted and this is more than we have ever had before. But we've got some um, great sponsors for that contest. Murfreesboro Water Resource, Rutherford County Solid Waste, Max Shred, Consolidated, and MTE. We have pulled our funds. We've got $900 worth of prize money to give away to these posters, and we're going to be announcing the winners between the 11.45 and uh, 12 o'clock hour. So we do, at the end of every band performance, we do about 15 minutes of trivia uh, to win prizes so you can come for that um, and then make sure you're there around the noon hour to see those posters they will be on display not all 100 <laughs> posters but the winning posters will be on display and we're just we're so excited that the participation was there 
Um, it's kind of showing us that everybody missed Earth Day. Everybody's glad to be back. So make sure you're there at 10 o'clock tomorrow on Murphy's or between 10 and 2 on Murfreesboro's historic downtown square. It's totally free, free food. We have the um, electric griddle out there. We'll be doing grilled cheese, hot dog, popcorn, bottled water, totally free. Kid Zone, Murfreesboro, Parks and Rec, and the Smyrna Outdoor Activity Center has partnered together for a wonderful Kid Zone area. So come. You don't have to spend a dime. You can just enjoy and have a great day. And again, all of this is going on tomorrow on the downtown square. And you said 10 o'clock start time, free right. food, all of that stuff. Yes. Uh, and I guess there's parking available at the City Hall parking garage. Um, or Maple Street parking garage yeah, yeah. There, right. there's lots of parking now you know that that has not always been the case for this event Very but true. now we have plenty of parking so there's no excuse not to just come out there and have a great day again amy byers with middle tennessee electric and once more electric vehicles that'll be up for discussion tomorrow mm -hmm. if anybody's looking into buying one solar power that's another big thing and, and another item we didn't really touch base on but if somebody's thinking about installing let's say a generator at their home mm -hmm. they can ask questions about that as well i'm sure sure Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for joining us this morning. And once more, Middle Tennessee Electric's Earth Day is coming up tomorrow morning on the downtown square starting at 10 a.m. And Amy going on till 2? Till 2, yes. Okay, sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Time right now, 8.50. You're tuned to WGNS. Come by our store, Music World and Drummer's Den. We're a full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro. 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's. Well, I'm Dr. Eugene Cody. I was pastor of First Baptist Church here in Murfreesboro for 30 years. What do you like most about Adam's Place? The treatment I get here is what I need. And we have to know people that can take care of us, and Adam's Place is fit to do that. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adams Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. I'm Storm 5 meteorologist Bree Smith. You want to hear what my favorite weather sounds like? Take a listen. Calm. But calm doesn't always happen in Murfreesboro, does it? As far as the Rutherford County storm is concerned, yes, rotation, a significant threat. We both know. Murfreesboro and Rutherford County have seen more than their fair share of severe weather. If you are in Rutherford County, you just stay in that most interior room until we can give you the all clear. So when storms roll in, I want you to be ready to feel safe. Everybody there, you stay with us, you stay in your safe spot, we'll let you know when you can come out. Let the Storm 5 weather team protect you and your family, neighborhood by neighborhood. You are informed 
and you are prepared, you are in a good place to handle anything that comes your way. Murfreesboro, you're always on our radar. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.52, you're tuned to WGNS. And on the second half of the program this morning, we have Scott Foster, director of The Journey Home in downtown Murfreesboro, and Elizabeth Cursor with us as well. And I, I guess right off the bat, fish fry. The third annual fish fry is right around the corner. This helps to raise funds for The Journey Home. Tell us what those funds go to. You know, Scott, we are so excited about having the fish fry. Uh, the last couple have had rain, and we are looking for great weather uh, in, on May the 7th uh, for everybody. And, um, you know, the funds that are that are raised at the fish fry uh, help, us pe- help us help others journey on a new direction. You know, helping folks move into stable housing, helping folks get supportive services and jobs and things of that nature that help them maintain that housing. You know, ultimately, um, it's not just as easy as putting folks in a house, you know. There are a lot of pieces that go into the puzzle um, to help people move forward holistically and really kind of, you know, get their feet back under them and move forward in life. And here in Rutherford County, just as true with a lot of counties across the state, across the country, there is a homeless population. There is a large percentage, when you look at those numbers, that do really want to get back on their feet. They really want to get into housing, or maybe they're on the brink of, you know, being pushed out of their current housing, and they have to figure out what steps to take to get into new housing. But there's a lot of folks here in Rutherford County and beyond who need that help. That's right. You know, most folks um, see our chronically homeless folks um, tend to be older, disabilities, um, oftentimes serious mental illness or addictions, things like that, and that have been in the homelessness cycle for many years. Um, But the majority of our homeless community um, experiences homelessness for a brief period of time we're able to help them you know some event caused them to quickly spiral into into crisis maybe they lost you know their their place to stay uh, they're having to double up with somebody whatever um, but a few um, a, a little bit of coaching and a few targeted resources and I mean folks get back on their feet and they're taking the ball and running with it and a lot of those are families with children. That's the part that most people really don't see, uh, is that we have probably one in four uh, in our homeless community that are families with children. And um, and that's a, a shocking thing, but uh, helping them get transitioned back into a mainstream life quickly is really important uh, for the resiliency of the children. Again, Scott Foster with The Journey Home here in Murfreesboro. And a lot of people don't realize, but for, I would say, you know, almost the majority of those who are homeless, a lot of them have had traumas throughout their past, throughout their life, a lot of which started at childhood. Uh, And then you have to put on top of that mental illness and then addiction which may follow that addiction likely was not there before that mental illness 
really showed itself. That's true. That's true. So many different people experience homelessness differently. And, um, you know, for so many of them, uh, childhood trauma has been, um, has sort of laid a foundation of instability. Uh, and then when you get that coupled together um, with the things that that, the, the outcomes that that, you know, um, goes along with, like uh, limited academic achievement, like behavior issues, like mental health issues, uh, and other chronic health issues, as you progress into adulthood, uh, you, you kind of get out there where you have broken systems and, and people with a lot of problems, and it can really turn into a crisis quickly. There are so many studies out there that do talk about childhood trauma and the detrimental impact that has into the adulthood of a person. And, and it's just, you know, it, it's sad. It's scary to read about some of that. But there are enough studies out there to show childhood is so important and the way you raise your children is so important it is indeed and you know our our most basic system our families uh, you know the structure of that has sort of broken down and changed a lot over the last couple of generations particularly where we we don't have two parent households as often and children don't have a lot of the support and opportunities that they need and you know what communities can really do to to affect uh, the the reduction of poverty and reduction of homelessness in the long term is to invest in those children today. That's how you break the generational cycles that exist if it goes you know un, unassisted. And I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but at the Journey Home, a lot of people in Rutherford County know it as a place where homeless or those who are less fortunate go for a meal but there is a lot more to journey home than just serving meals there is you know we operate uh, about 30 homes and apartments uh, throughout the the county uh, where we provide supportive housing and supportive services over the last year we we rehoused uh, or we assisted in rehousing i mean people do a lot of the work themselves um, some 200 households with over 400 members in those families you know and and that's significant i mean those are folks that would be you know some of them may have found other ways to get housed but but a lot of those folks would still be experiencing those crises today and those kids and those individuals would be suffering for it those meals are are really just a a way to get to know some of those who do come in needing help because it may take somebody a year before they finally say you know hey this is where i am and this is what i really need help with that's exactly right it's a tool uh, we use practical day-to-day -day stuff like meals and clothing and a place to get you mail and uh, you know showers and laundry things that really help people in the day-to-day -day. but to be honest that's just the engagement tool that's to get them in the building so we can get to know who they are and we can start to learn about how their journey can move forward again the big fish fry is coming up it will be on may 7th at lighthouse baptist church in murfreesboro 11 a.m to 1 and we're already out of time but we'll talk more about this when you come back i believe on may 2nd and uh you know we'll, we'll go into depth about homelessness and how journey home is working to help to prevent that or either to help folks find housing all right that sounds great look forward to it time right now again 8:59. stay with us more news coming up including a political forum which comes your way at nine o'clock 
and that is for the Office of Register of Deeds. You're tuned in to WGNS Murfreesboro, and we appreciate you listening this morning.